I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the Farms Advice Podcast, where we talk everything agribusiness. Whether you're a frequent listener, just passing through, or new to farming, I'm sure there'll be something in this episode just for you. If you do like the podcast and the episode, please share it with a friend or farmer down the road and give us your honest review on Apple Podcasts so that we can keep on reaching more farmers across Australia. Now, this episode, we have John Farger from AgriWeb. He's the Chief Revenue Officer for AgriWeb, who is driving the company forwards. See what they're up to and what they'll do with the $30 million in investment. Let's get into it. John, how are you going, mate? I am well, thank you, Jack. Thanks for having us on. Absolutely, my pleasure. We were meant to have you on last year, but we thought a revitalise of 2021 would be excellent to get you on and tell us all about what's happening in 2021 for yourself and also AgriWeb moving forward. How's things looking at AgriWeb? Yeah, beautiful, mate. Uh, excited to uh, to talk to you about 2021. It's going to be it's going to be a big year. We had a um, a big finish to, to 2020 with uh, with raising uh, raising some money, which um, is going to help accelerate a few growth plans. Uh, both here in Australia uh, and and in our other markets, particularly in the US, which we have also just newly launched uh, at the start of this year. So plenty of exciting stuff on the go. That's amazing. Like a really interesting platform to see where you can go within the US on the global market. And also it's great to see that companies within Australia can see those that growth coming forward, not only for yourself, but other ones that something to look forward to as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, we've seen, you know, we, we founded this business six years ago now, uh, always had a view on, on uh, having a global impact. Um, and, you know, the, the, the roots are very much here in Australia, uh, but um, 
think there's been a big shift in evolution from say six years ago of, of where the industry's at uh, and the adoption, I guess, of, of our farming community of technology. Um, and also I would say some of the macro factors that are now, um, you know, first and foremost uh, in the limelight around carbon and sustainability and these types of things that, that, that weren't quite so active um, some time ago. So there's definitely some interesting uh, climatic demands as well. Yeah, and you'll also be shifting along with what the end customer wants for your platform, of course. Yeah, that's right. So, um, you know, if I guess I, I go back a, a step and, and you know, it, it's what, what we do here at AgriWeb is, is ultimately a, a broad, holistic, you know, full farm management uh, software platform, you know, really focusing on the livestock industry, you know, a, as you know, Jack, but, um, you know, it's about building really simple, easy tools for the farmer to kind of manage their day-to-day -day business through a very simple app that goes on their mobile phone. And the core has always been, you know, let's, let's live for the farmer, let's focus on making the day-to-day -day, uh, job easier but then, hey, you've now collected a whole bunch of information about your farm and your business. How can you now use that information um, to drive your business forward, to make better decisions, to make data-driven decisions, to be more competitive? Um, and so now there's a, a focus on, you know, delivering more features and, and tools to drive, um, to drive that business forward. But also, how can we then supercharge, uh, you know, what we have now uh, collected for that farming business unit and across all the other farms. So for example, you know, we now have what 14 million animals under management, about hundred million acres. Um, and a big chunk of that, you know, still, still resides in Australia. And there's an enormous amount of insights that we can now deliver back to, you know, to our farming clients to, to show how they are, um, how they're performing within their own business and potentially how they're performing against, against other businesses as well and, and deliver some kind of benchmarked and, and aggregated tools. Uh, as well, so that's kind of an exciting element which we're which we're looking at as well, um, and and you know then how can we pull in the broader ecosystem on top of that? You know when we start talking about the meat supply chain, when we're talking about um, you know carbon and how the sustainability angle feeds in as well. So there's plenty of exciting avenues that that we're looking to unlock as well. Definitely, well it's an exciting future you've got ahead of yourself. Just talk to me about your background and how did AgriWeb itself come together? Everyone's pretty keen in how businesses start. Yeah, sure. So for me, you know, I'm a fifth generation livestock producer myself, uh, actually based out in, in Northern South Australia on a, on a pastoral sheep and cattle station. And for me, look, growing up, you know, I look back at, you know, what my father and grandfather were doing, um, you know, in let's call it the 50s, 60s, 70s, right? where we had, you know, across our station of about 400,000 acres, you know, in those early decades, mm -hmm. we had a staff of 40. It was all on horseback. As you can appreciate, it, it took an enormous amount of time to do anything, mustering, checking waters, all those types of things, days to weeks. Um, then, you know, as technology evolved, we had the motorbike that would come in uh, and then eventually the aeroplane by, say, the late 70s. And what that, what that then meant was, um, you know, what used to take a week could take a day. Uh, and major transformational innovation changes within our small business. Then when you look at what those, um, what those changes in practices have been in more my generation, the last 10, 20, 30 years, we haven't seen the same step change, right? We're still running the business in a very similar format, similar ways that, that we had done previously. And this is just not the story from our, from our family business. 
This is at a global level, right? Yep. We are still genuinely seeing livestock producers out there running their business off, you know, a green or red pencil and paper notebook. At best, it might be in a spreadsheet. Um, there's no ability to make really powerful decisions based off that. Uh, and there's no way of pulling in all those critical stakeholders to that farming business as well. So from a personal perspective, when I went to look for software for our, for our business, you know, all those years ago, uh, there was nothing on the market that allowed for that. It was desktop heavy. You'd have to get home at the end of a day and sit in front of the computer and enter all this information, uh, which wasn't going to happen. And even if it did happen, it just turned into a data graveyard, right? You weren't going to get any of those insights out. So personally, that's where I saw, um, you know, a real opportunity uh, to, to kind of drive um, these these farming businesses forward uh, and then also have, have a bigger macro impact on on the industry as a whole you know when things like we truck you know cattle 600 k's to a live sale yard you get a pretty average price and you'd be like well that's bad luck and you drive home again yeah. right it's just crazy crazy to me uh, that, that that this is the way we're doing business with no certainty you know poor ability to forecast and plan and actually run you know what is now across the country with rising demand in protein, um, livestock costs, uh, the, you know, really high value and growing value of agricultural land, like very valuable businesses and the layer of risk that sits around that and how we're looking at risk mitigation. Um, so it's really putting a business lens to that. And, and that was, you know, my personal story. Uh, by background, I, I went off and did other things. Actually, I'm a, I'm a lawyer by trade. So we don't, we don't talk about that too much on these sorts of podcasts because no one wants to hear about that. Um, but I was actually across in, in London for, for a number of years working in, uh, in sort of a legal commercial and also in the technology space, um, always keeping a keen eye on, on ag tech and then met uh, the two other co-founders. One very similar story around uh, farming uh, background and a farm in, in Western Vic, went home to the family farm and was like, where's all the data and information? Very similar story to mine. So we all kind of got together uh, and, and thought about tackling this and, and created AgriWeb and built it from the ground up. Again, with that focus on that on that mixed farming and livestock business, but also uh, making sure that that we did everything in-house. Um, we, we hired in everyone. We didn't offshore any development. And what we wanted to do was make sure we had an extremely tight feedback loop to our farming customers. And that's how we built the business and, and built the product um, really based off that feedback. Uh, and you know, we're not here to, we have farming backgrounds, but we're not here to tell you how to farm and, and how to run your business. Um, we're here to kind of build market leading software and, and then help take you on the next step in the next journey. It's about supporting the farmer. We all work in different ways, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's obviously a bit of a challenge. And, you know, what we do is is really focusing on the livestock sector. There's been a lot more investment traditionally in, say, the cropping sector um, when it comes to innovation and technology because it's largely been driven around a lot of the hardware, um, you know, companies of the John Deere's of the world that have been able to invest a lot of money in technology in that machinery. And, and over the top of that, we've seen some great innovation uh, as, as one example, that there's, there's others. And, and also in, in, the, in the cropping, you know, you're looking at inputs and outputs around physical boundaries. When you're yeah. dealing with animals, they're moving, they're changing, uh, you know, a, a different weight, different type, and, and it becomes really complex and harder from a business management perspective but also from a software perspective to try and to try and build those 
um, to, to build that platform to suit those needs. So there's a few bits and pieces in there, but but that's what we kind of do every day in, day out. So Amazing, mate. So like data management within agriculture is becoming a lot more rife and how like farmers probably collect a lot more data than they think they do. But I think we're now at the stage of using that data. How can we use software like AgriWeb to better make decisions within our livestock enterprises? Yeah, that's it, right? And and let's not forget that, you know, we've been, farmers have been collecting data forever, right? It's, yeah. it's just how it's been collected, right? It's in, the, it's in the green or red notebook that might then fall in, in the sheep trough or go through the washing machine, which means that data is now gone, right? It may be that, well, actually we're collecting a whole bunch of data, it just sits in someone's head or just transfers through the next generation. Um, so it's it's often it's thought as like, oh, you know, data is such a new thing. It's like, well, it's not. It's just the format it's collected and then how can it be reproduced uh, and reproduced in ways that can be really powerful and really valuable. So, you know, that's the first point. And I think the second one is ensuring that when it is collected, it's done in an easy way. Otherwise, it just won't happen, right? If it can't happen easy while you're standing in the paddock, then there's going to be a big barrier for someone to have to go and enter later in time, which was one of the barriers we saw from, from those early days. Um, and then when it's, when, when it's stored, you know, obviously in, in technology now, it can be all cloud-based and, you know, the software can work offline so you're not restricted to connectivity. Um, you can then share it among, you know, all of your colleagues and staff within, within your business so that everyone now is on the same page. So that, uh, you know, in the first and foremost value proposition, it's, it's being able to bring all those stakeholders together so everyone knows what's happening in real time. Right? And that previously didn't happen as well. It's then understanding, you know, those insights of what's happening while standing in the paddock. So it's, you know, pasture performance, rotational grazing, you know, an animal comes through the chute, through the crush, and you know how it's performing in the palm of your hand and you can make a decision. So it's about then, it's bringing that information to life and, yeah. and being able to make a decision while you're standing in the paddock. The next layer of that is, okay, well, if that's real-time decision-making, how are we then using it to plan and make more strategic decisions? So we can then look at underperforming and overperforming genetics, underperforming and overperforming um, vendors where you might be buying animals from if you're, if you're a trading operation. Uh, you might be looking at, you know, planning out your rotational grazing or, or looking at the impacts of, of inputs. So it's then, you know, the, the way that that's produced is in an environment where you are sitting in the office and you want to be looking at multiple data sets and, and, and having time to think about those decisions and planning and budgeting and those types of things. And so that's, that's how it works for, for that business. And, and then I guess there's the compounding effect of what I was talking about before is how can that then be further leveraged um, and mixed with other data sets potentially to then to then go, huh, well, I, I actually never knew that was possible or I actually never knew um, what question to, to, to ask. And one example, I was speaking to a, to, to a customer the other day actually and, and they've got a beef business, but they also had businesses in, um, in swine and poultry. And they had some software, very equivalent to AgriWeb, um, but on, on, the, on the chicken side. And he said, you know, we had these insights in, um, and, and within the first five minutes of looking at this piece of software, we could identify things that we never knew to even ask the question. And I was like, well, what do you mean by that? He's like, well, we put this software in and it had this, had this really powerful dashboard. 
And one of it was the energy consumption of all the lighting in the shed, as an example. Yeah. And what this showed them within five minutes was that there was a massive energy issue within this one shed uh, driven by management practices, right? So what it got down to was management practices of, way, of, of where the energy consumption was, was massively outweighed compared to the others. And he said, we would have never known that that management practice and that management decision without this insight. And he's like, I, I don't know what he paid for software, but he was like, look, like it paid for itself within the first five minutes for the first year, because we just, ne we, we never would have known that answer. So part of it is really getting to some answers of questions that we already know, which animals are performing, which genetics are performing, you know, which paddocks are my highest performing paddocks, how many kilos of beef am I, am I yielding those types of things. But it's also the ability to, to answer questions or even create questions that we didn't even know existed. And I think that that's a really exciting, powerful piece um, that, that you know, we have the ability to unlock um, every day, basically. Yeah, I think it's getting past that barrier for the farmer. They're not gonna be able to see it in action working for them and giving them the, the tool to be able to make a decision off like what you said with the chicken poultry, they wouldn't have known that unless they had didn't have the information available yeah that's it right i mean it's 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 just with the macro demands we have on this industry right we've got a growing population of you know to nine billion people um we've got a consumer that's demanding more traceability and transparency on the supply chain uh we've got uh environmental impacts and concerns around carbon uh and sustainability and we've also got you know we have to do more from less uh we're not going to be able to meet those demands the way we currently that we currently manage our, our resources at a global level. And so there's many, you know, solutions to all of this, um, but it's happening at such a rapid pace that if farmers do not adopt and, and innovate and change, which typically farmers are very good at innovating uh, and very good at adopting change, we're just now in a, in a world of, of acceleration then we're not going to be able to um, we're not going to be able to meet those demands, or we won't survive for the next generation, right? We will see more and more corporatization. Um, it'll be you'll be less competitive at at the family farm at the generational level, uh, and we know that that you know is is not something that any of us want to see, uh, particularly from speaking from a, from a generational farmer. But there's a lot of other social and economic factors that are at play with um, with the fabric of that community. So it's really, really important, not just from a pure output and a pure kind of um, economic perspective, but we've got to consider the, the social, the welfare, the environmental side as well. Um, and, you know, innovation is, is really critical to that. Um, and change management is a big piece of that, right? And we need to be really conscious around, around how we're driving that change management. Definitely. Well, I see the farm success coming off, connecting the dots to, like, for example, management of grazing if uh, if you're alerted that this paddock needs to be moved and then you can rotationally graze that and you're not you're being sustainable on farm and those sheep are getting the best out of each paddock without putting it back to dirt yeah 100 percent. i mean you know th there's a there's a lot of hashtags there's a lot of um positive and negative connotations around regenerative agriculture and regenerative farming 
you know, most of the farmers that you speak to are already sustainable, regenerative farmers, right? They are already trying to pass the land on in a better shape than they took it on. They're already being the best custodians of that land possible. No one is out or very few people are out to, you know, flog their land and, and not pass it on in a better way. You know, they're out there to look after their environment, look after the soil, look after their animals because it's their livelihood and it's what they love doing. So that, that's just a, a, a misconception, right, that, that's kind of out there. Uh, and, you know, what we do is try and support that, is try and support, well, how can, you know, you utilise your paddocks and your pastures better? Uh, how can we have a conscious um, uh, mindset around thinking about soils uh, and the environment, not just animals, as an example. And you know, as we all know, we're not beef we're not beef farmers or wool growers or or um, lamb producers. You know, we're grass growers, right? Yeah. And if we take that lens of how we can utilize uh, and and I guess look after that uh, that resource, then the rest will flow from that. So that's sort of that's sort of the um, I guess the mission and the uh, and the messaging that, that goes around that goes around all of that. Yeah, I imagine for yourself at AgriWeb, as the industry develops, you're going to be tacking on new elements into your own platform. Um, and you would have seen that in the last five years, definitely. Yeah, again, it gets back to that, um, you know, we're a software company, you know, that's that's what we do best. Um, and, you know, we, we uh, I guess, have established ourselves as that front-facing farmer platform, that daily tool that they pull up every day to see where their animals are, to, to check the weather, to record their rainfall, to, to move their animals, record all of the information they would want to across that farm. Um, but there's other things that they would like to pull into that. So, for example, we talk about remote water monitoring. You know, we partner with uh, IoT companies out there and integrate um, with those companies to say, hey, if you've got uh, water monitoring solutions out there, you can basically, you know, integrate that into AgriWeb and in the palm of your hand, you can now see all that information in one spot. So you don't have to go to multiple platforms. Similarly with um, with satellite imagery, right? We have a, yeah. a partnership um, and integration with Seabo Labs that pulls in sat really powerful feed on offer uh, insights to show in real time, basically, around the paddock boundaries of AgriWeb, you can now see what those um, feed on offer availability is, but we give you decision tools over on top of that. We tell you how many days um, you've got in that in that paddock based off your feed on offer and your stocking rate. We can show you, um, you know, where, where effectively the high performing and low performing paddocks are, and we can do that in very powerful and visual ways. So it's, it's about collaborating with uh, best practice other partners out there um, so that people can pick and choose the partners that they want to work with and the problems they're trying to solve for. And, and that's a big part of, of what we're looking at is, is really that broader integration ecosystem. Uh, and that's just one example that, uh, that we're looking to, to tackle. And, and another big focus is, is really around the carbon side of things, right? So um, the opportunity we see for, for our customers, for our farming clients is twofold. Uh, one is, you know, another revenue stream, right, is, okay, if, if you've got the ability to, you know, put a, uh, a carbon plan in uh, and you can, you can store and accumulate carbon credits, you can then sell those credits and you can get a revenue stream. So that's great for diversification and innovation, those types of things. The reality is, is 
the byproduct of doing all of that actually makes your farm and your your land perform better because it because those techniques are around sustainability and regenerative methods um, which is one in itself the same thing so if you're building up carbon you are then going to have a sustainable regenerative agricultural practice the outputs of that from a production perspective uh, are significant and meaningful so your core business then performs better and your production goes up and you, and you operate in a much more sustainable way. And I guess the, the third piece to that is um, the value uh, of doing that is, is magnified when you look at uh, the, the external markets and the, and the corporate markets and how you can access new markets because it's moving so quickly where the consumer and the corporates are now having to meet their own targets and they're committing to being carbon neutral by certain dates. So they are going to need their supply chain to meet those demands, which means there's opportunities for farmers that, that want to market and put their product in those supply chains. So um, enormous amounts of upside uh, in, in this broader carbon space and opportunity. And, you know, we see ourselves as playing a big part in that um, and being that kind of being that partner for the farmer to take those steps into, you know, into the world of, of being able to, um, I, I guess, you know, realize the benefits of, of, of those areas I just talked about. Definitely. Well, I see the carbon, uh, measuring your own carbon, how you could work with corporates such as like my previous guest, Stuart Austin, he linked up with Microsoft. If he wasn't measuring mm -hmm. his carbon, his data and working it all in together, he probably wouldn't be able to pitch towards these corporates. So is that what you're sort of, putting into the package going down the lines of so that we can go towards these companies, the governments looking to offset their own carbon footprint. Yeah, I think there'll be a, a number of ways of doing that. It'll be, um, it'll be, you know, if, if our customer is ultimately, um, you know, recording a lot of the data and information in that running a day-to-day -day business anyway, then we can then use that information to help on the carbon um, compliance and accreditation front. We can also help them with some of those plans and some of those ways that they need to help change those management practices and track information against it. Uh, we will not become, you know, a, a carbon trading platform ourselves. We would then go and partner with other groups and say, hey, you know, we have all this information and these, and these customers can provide that data to support that. And they just happen to be doing it day to day anyway, right? Yeah. So we're not asking and requiring people to record more information it's just like well you've already got most of it here so let's just leverage that to your benefit uh, and and that's how we would we would see uh, us being involved in that and really meaningful value add right i mean if if farmers can join these schemes and get paid for it um and you know we can help them on that journey then there's an enormous amount of value or if we can help people market their products um, to those corporates that, that want to be carbon, carbon neutral, then we're helping them access new markets and sell their core product through a supply chain because they're now carbon neutral or carbon accredited. No different to what we've seen in organic markets and EU accredited markets and pasture certified markets. Yeah, well, it's a really cool space and it's inter interesting to see where it's going. For farmers that are a little bit confronted about the data management, how, like, what was your piece of farms advice that you would go to transfer from paper to digital recording? Yeah, I think it's a, it's a great point. Um, and it's one that, you know, one of the biggest 
barriers when someone asks, you know, what's the biggest barrier to people taking up your software? It, it's around that change management and it's yep. around people changing their behaviors from putting the pencil and paper notebook down to adopting some technology and, and doing it on their mobile phone rather than, you know, writing it in a book or, or storing it in their head. Um, and when we get over that change management barrier, we see that people just don't, they don't put it down, right? You know, now I've got 5,000 farmers here in Australia that, that use it every day. So we know that when we go through that change management process that we're, we're going we're gonna to have conquered that. Um, and I guess the advice is really around, you know, don't, don't be overwhelmed and, and scared off by it and think it is, it's too hard. A good piece of software should be easy regardless of what industry you're in. No one likes difficult things and, and no one particularly likes data entry, right? It doesn't matter yeah. where you're from or what industry you're from. So it's really about uh, around kind of bringing down those those barriers of, well, let's just take it for what it is. And if it's if it's easy and intuitive, I'm going to be able to figure this out. You know, average age of farmers is 58. Um, so by definition, a lot of our customers are in that bracket. And we have customers that are 70 or 80 years old using, using our software. Um, so that's the first bit. And the second one is, is really around determine what you're trying to solve for. You know, you don't need to go and solve for everything day one. And we see that, you know, our product is extremely broad and holistic, uh, but you don't, you need to take people on a journey to say, well, this is really what I want to solve for in the first year. I just want to get my mapping. I want to understand, you know, basic things around, um, you know, where my animals are and weight gains, or they might be like, well, I really want to drive it at, at increasing fertility. No problem. This is how we're going to start. Um, or I really want to, you know, get a handle on, you know, my staff and, and my workforce. And then we'd be talking about task management, those types of things. So it's really about goal setting. It's around what are you looking to get out of this? How can we take you on that journey and, and take off, um, uh, I guess, take off big enough that you can, that you can see success, but don't, but don't overwhelm it. Um, and the other thing is, is make sure that, uh, you know, you're, you're reaching out for help. You know, there's, there's a, a we, we see people that, that, um, never get started and it's because you know we never had the opportunity to sit down and go through that process of, of goal setting and getting them set up and those types of things so I think they're the three kind of key, key pieces to all of this great stuff so for a farmer do they backlog their data that they have previously recorded on paper or like in a spreadsheet and then enter it in or start from a clean slate in terms of adopting technology is that what you mean yeah, in terms of transferring it onto a platform like AgriWeb. Yeah. yeah, I think I think there's um, there's a couple of different situations there where if you're running an individual management platform and, and one of the exciting plans we have for, for 2021 is is the launch of our individual animal management um, solution, which we're launching at Beef Week. So that's then, you know, I guess we've gone from a mob herd-based system into an individual. There's examples there where if you've got some historical information on animals, you might want to pull that in so that you're then tracking new data off, off historical and, and you can look at some pretty exciting, powerful trends. Um, what we've seen traditionally day in, day out, you know, we, we, we onboard uh, effectively 10, 10 new farming organisations a day now. Uh, and, and what we find mostly is that people are happy to start a clean slate because they might not even have a digital map file that might be on a PDF or, or a photo. Uh, and people don't necessarily have good records that they'd want to bring in anyway. So it's a matter of starting starting from fresh and, and then away they go. Um, 
And it's always, the sooner you start, the sooner you're going to be able to look back at that information. Um, you know, I remember years ago uh, speaking to a farmer that, that didn't actually buy at the time, didn't get on, and, and then three years later came back and ended up getting on board and was so annoyed at himself because had he started those three years ago, he would have had already three years of data and be really making powerful decisions uh, moving forward. So I think, you know, no time like the present um, because, you know, what you're going to, what you're going to, put in now the value creation for the future is going to be you know massively compounded yes that compounding effect um similar to investing of using the platforms out there and seeing that data over five years you're going to start to see a real trend there of what you can improve on and what's working really well yeah 100 percent. but john thanks for coming on the show today it looks like everything's really hotting up for AgriWeb and for your launch of the individual animal tracking. I think that would be a really good element for yourself, but also more so for the farmers wanting to use it. Um, really excited to see that happen at Beef Week. So that should be good. Yeah, so it's really exciting. I mean, it, it's one of those, you know, we're tackling, we tackle traditionally the mob-based um, production systems because they're the, uh, the majority in Australia. Um, but it's all about taking taking people in the industry on a journey because you know ultimately there's a lot of gains that can be that can be had in a mob based system and an individual based system you know we shouldn't be feeding or reproducing uh from lower performing animals right and we now have the ability to really simply make those decisions and it gets back to if we're looking to solve for some of these macro goals we can't be doing it with underperforming animals so you know it, it gets back to a pretty simple uh, simple process of, you know, we're going to get more from high performers. So let's work out who the high performers are. And that's going to depend on whether you're a trading or a breeding operation or whatever you are. Um, but that's a really exciting launch for the industry. And, and, you know, the first product in the world that's going to handle mob and individual in that visual nature around the, around the farm map, Bluetooth into all of the hardware that sits crush side uh, and, and make some of those crush side decisions really, really simple. So really excited on, the, on that front. Amazing, mate. Well, as a team at AgriWeb, you must be pretty proud to have come this far and also launching into the US. Huge market to get into. So well done on that. Um, and we'll catch you further down the line. But before you go, who would you like to hear on the podcast and why? A question I ask all guests. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Well, um, you know, on the topic of, of carbon, uh, you know, which is which is obviously a hot topic, but uh, really interesting and, and, and really valuable for the farming community. There's a guy um, called Matthew Warnkin with a company called AgriProof. Uh, and, and they are doing some really, really interesting and exciting stuff in the carbon space um, and really helping that change management piece, trying to understand how we can help come in with, with plans, reduce the cost of entry, uh, and really, really have a, have a big impact at a, at a macro level and doing some exciting work. We're looking to do some exciting work with them as well. Um, and Matthew is, is really well educated. He sees the big picture and he's, he's looking to tackle this from a holistic perspective. So I think he'd be a great addition and, and I think people would, would really love to hear what he's got to say. Fantastic. Well, that's what it's all about, looking at the larger picture for it, for agriculture as a whole. So how can we keep in touch with AgriWeb or even yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So um, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, you know, you, you know you'll find, find AgriWeb. The handle is at AgriWeb. Uh, and, and I guess 
for myself as well, you can find me on Twitter, uh, which is just at John Fargo underscore AW. So that's where I am. And uh, obviously on, on LinkedIn uh, as well. Great stuff, John. Thanks for coming on the show today. We'll keep in touch further down the line. Perfect. Thanks so much for having me, Jack. Look forward to, to coming on again soon. Cheers, mate. Thanks for listening to the Farms Vice podcast for this episode. This is episode 41. Can you believe it? It's it's really shot through this year as we get closer into April and the dreaded winter, but it's also coming into planning season. The goal is to get 100 episodes, reach the century, and put those episodes under a belt before the year is out. So if you'd like something covered on the show dm us on instagram as the more content for you the more value and it also goes on to help myself in becoming a better podcast host for you as a listener i'm always on the lookout for cracking agribusinesses doing wonderful things so until next time keep on farming Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.